Hello, everybody. My name is Brennan Critter Wright. I am the creative director and head Counter-Strike caster for GamaniacEsports.com. And welcome to the Gamaniac official podcast. Today, it is only going to be me with you guys. Uh, we're going to be focusing pretty much on Counter-Strike. Uh, well, not pretty much. We are going to be focusing strictly on Counter-Strike, specifically the PGL Major and all of the stuff that's been happening in the past couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah. Getting uh, right into this is uh, the PGL Major. That just happened. Um, really, really, really unexpected results. Nobody could have expected to see that Gambit and Immortals alone would just be the final, but that Gambit would win it just overall. And, you know, Adren and Mo specifically just having ridiculous series. Series? Series. Um, but, yeah, Gambit wins the Major 2-1 over Immortals. Um... Losing the first map 16-4 and actually coming back to you 16-14-16-11, I believe it was. I'll have to double check on that. But it really raises questions to the state of CS right now and who the top teams actually are. As, you know, we look at the HLTV rankings and we see that, you know, Gambit is finally up there as of the most recent update which i believe was today the 24th so it was yesterday uh gambit actually moved up 10 spots to slide into number four um phase only somehow dropping down one despite going oh and three out of the major and we also saw immortals move up five um making it into the top 10 um same with vertus pro finally coming back up in the top 10 we see navi dropping off cloud nine and north dropping down just a little bit couple spaces and Optic just fell almost all the way down, um, sitting currently at number 16. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, back going back to the Gambit Immortals game. This is a game that, again, nobody, nobody expected whatsoever. Um, this was something people thought Gambit and Immortals, like, they're not going to go on three. But nobody really expected to see them as the grand finalists. And it was just a shocker to everybody that we would see these two teams in the final. I mean, um, okay, so it was 16-11 and 16-10. First map being Cobblestone, Immortals absolutely smashing Gambit, 16-4. But then Gambit, I said, we're not going to take any of this. We're just going to come back and just destroy. 16-11, 16-10, Train and Inferno were maps 2 and 3. And Gambit ended up winning the uh, both maps two and three, um, winning the major the five for five hundred thousand dollars, which this team has never ever seen anything close to before. Um, led by Zeus, um, who is notably X, Navi, who made multiple grand finals, but he was kicked out, um, rightfully so. By the way, he wasn't playing well in that time period where he was removed from. Navi, and he eventually put together this team made up of Mo, Hobbit, Adren, Dozia, and then himself. And now they finally, a year later, uh, more than a year later, I believe, actually won a major um, versus Immortals, who have never even been in the major before. So it's just equally amazing that they're able to make it to this stage. Uh, Mo going 62 kills there, just absolutely astonishing performance. Adren actually getting the HLTV MVP though. He had just a higher rating 
throughout the two maps where they did well on, and he did decently on the cobblestone map, I believe, um, compared to Mo. Um, actually, no, he didn't. He had the lowest rating, which is interesting. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how Adren got the MVP instead of Mo. I mean, Adren did very well, but um, Mo was just on fire. I believe his stats were higher in almost every aspect, so. It is interesting to see. Or to try to figure out why he may have gotten that MVP over Mo, but not really here to talk about that. Not really going to cover that too much. Um, what I'm really going to talk about, and what I really want to cover in this um, specific podcast before we see any of this stuff come out and get released, um, I want to jump on this before it really happens, is what are the shuffles going to be coming out of this major? We know that there's pretty sure, everybody's pretty sure there's going to be a CIS shuffle. Um, we know for a fact that Gambit is not going to be included in it, so that, you know, despite, no matter where they placed in this major, we knew that they weren't going to shuffle. They stated it. We had players stating that, no, we would not shuffle these rosters, and nothing would really change. But what we haven't heard from is going to be the Hellraisers, the Navi, and the flip side. So it's going to be really interesting to see where we see these players go as we've had you know, this Navi lineup they made over a year ago. I think their first LAN was East L New York 2016, which they did end up winning. But other than the New York LAN, um, East L New York 2016, they have not been able to put anything else together. I mean, they've been dropping out of tournaments very rapidly, not really winning anything other than that, again, that New York LAN. And it's just not really going well for them. They had originally thought that, you know, we're going to pick up Simple. We're going to take him off of Liquid. We're going to put him back in his Ukrainian team. He wants to come home. He's a free agent for a CIS team. We're going to bring him in. We're going to be the best team in the world. And it just went complete opposite. You know, they're still barely a tier one team, if that, um, right now. And right now it looks very much like we're going to see a shuffle coming out from them. Potentially even flip side which would be very interesting and maybe even somebody like angel um coming off of hellraisers um could end up in that shuffle as well so it is going to be very very interesting to see what happens there um another shuffle not really a shuffle necessarily but something that's going to be interesting to see is going to be virtus pro now we know that they have very long-term contracts they signed three-year contracts last year so they're all still contracted for a while but it's going to be interesting to see if any of those players retire. We've seen from Pasha that it's going to be a miracle if this lineup stays together. And I think they've proved that they can compete and they can do well in the circuit. But whether or not they're going to want to stick together, if they're going to want to keep competing, is going to be the real question. Because, um, again, we've heard from Pasha, you know, it's going to take a miracle to keep this lineup together. Um, and then... If they do retire, if anybody does retire, it's going to be the question of what happens to the rest of the team. Are they going to stick together? Are they going to find somebody else to pick up? Or are they just all going to fade out of the scene and retire along with the one player almost acting as a catalyst to the entire disbandment of the Virtus.pro roster? So that's going to be something to look at in the near future. Probably in the next few months, we're going to see if that's actually going to happen. Um, we haven't seen any solid indication um, yet that anything is confirmed from Virtus Pro, but they're definitely going to be somebody to watch. As you know, 
they've just been in such a slump. The only thing they've been able to perform at is this major making it to the semifinals. But other than that, um, Cologne, they went 0-3 out of the group stages. And then they've just been dropping out of every other tournament. Uh, very similar to Navi. And the morale on that team is just destroyed. Um, of course, they did make the semis of this major. And that's going to boost it a whole lot. But how much can you really boost the morale of a team who's had such a long and devastating uh, slump in which they just had no results and just absolutely nothing to prove from that team. So that's definitely, definitely something that's going to be very interesting to watch in the coming months. Elsewhere, though, in the Counter-Strike scene is going to be um, probably the biggest if not already 100% the biggest news of the year, is that ESL has unbanned the XIBuy Power roster from competitive play and implemented some new rules. So, again, guys, if you guys don't know what happened, if you're newer to esports, didn't really follow it back in 2014, um, the XIBuy Power roster, which was um, Dazed, um, Steel, Swag, AZK, and Skadoodle, Skidoodle, the only player not banned from this um, match-fixing scandal where they were caught uh, cheating, or not cheating, sorry, um, betting against their match and throwing the match against netcode guides on CSGO Lounge. Um, they had bet on their own games. They'd been using burner accounts to bet a whole lot on their games. Um, to, in return, they got a ton of skins, but somebody found out. Somebody published an article. And Valve ended up banning all four players that were caught. Again, Skidoodle never received any skins, and there's no evidence that he was actually involved in the throw. So Steel, Dazed, AZK, and Swag were all banned from everything Valve um, sanctioned. So uh, majors they cannot play in, no minors, of course. Um, and all the leagues followed in their footsteps and said, you know, we're never going to get, they thought that, you know, the thought process is that we're never going to get a major if we don't ban these players as well. So they have never been able to play in anything. They were not able to play in ECS events. Um, so face events, ESL, they're banned from ESCA, of course, DreamHack, um, everything. They were not able to compete in anything. Um, they are allowed to compete in Fragadelphia, but that's not even close to competing in an ESL um, EPL, stuff like that. So this is definitely big for them, seeing that they're able to compete. We have heard from three on Twitter immediately, and I think we've heard from Steel. I haven't seen anything much from him. Um, we saw Dazed um, Brax, who is swag, and then we also saw AZK tweet out you know, how happy they are. They never thought this would happen, and how, yeah, basically how happy they are. So we haven't actually seen much indication of whether or not they're going to be playing on a team. We have we have had confirmation that Dazed and Swag are going to be looking to play competitively. Um, it does look like Steel is going to be playing competitively. Um, so those three players, 100%. Of course, Skadoodle's on Cloud9 since he never got banned, so he's out of this picture. Um, Steel is actually not going to be playing with those two. Or at least not with days. They just have differences. They don't like playing together. Completely understandable. It's not like they dislike each other as people. Just they don't play well together as players. That was explained by Steel on his stream. 
We haven't really heard much from Days other than he doesn't want to play with Steel. So we've heard from those two. We know they're going to be looking for teams. I'm pretty sure that Days and Swag will end up on the same team. Um, they're just going to be looking for another player. They're hoping to get AZK, but as of right now, AZK is primarily focusing on his Overwatch career as he moved to Overwatch since he was banned from CSGO and he's currently playing for Team Liquid. So it's going to be um, complicated with whether or not he wants to switch over and if he's going to be able to switch over with his uh, contract that he has with Liquid at the moment. Um, he has stated, though, that he would 100% consider, um, realistically consider moving back to Counter-Strike if he did not make um, the Overwatch... Overwatch League or Over Over League Overwatch League, whatever the big like city based Overwatch League is. I think it's the Overwatch League. Um, he stated that if he does not make that, then he would seriously consider coming back to Counter Strike. But only if he did not make that, um, as Overwatch is his primary concern now. He's not banned from any competition in that, including Blizzard sanctioned events. So he has definitely a lot more potential in the Overwatch scene than he does in Counter-Strike. Um, CS does have larger prize pots, um, even in non-major events, um, but he definitely can play in a lot more if he's stuck with Overwatch. And it's going to, of course, depend on what he enjoys doing, what he thinks he's better at, and if he's actually going to be able to compete and actually win in the Counter-Strike scene. Um, Swag, another one who's going to be interesting. We know he's signed with Cloud9, but only as a streamer, so um, he should be good to go. I believe his contract expired a couple of weeks ago because he did state that you know this ESL unbanned was a possibility, it was in the talks, and that he was not going to renew his Cloud9 contract until he knew the outcome of this. And obviously, since we're talking about it now, we know that ESL did unban them in that they are able to compete in all ESL events as well as ESEA so we haven't seen them actually unbanned from DreamHack, um, Face It, we haven't seen them unbanned from anything like that but we do see them able to compete in ESEA, EPL, all that sort of stuff. Really the majority of the big tournaments, um, all the IEMs they'll be eligible for so anything ESL runs they'll be able to participate in which is basically most of the tournaments um, of course they won't you know be able to do the DreamHack circuit events um, ECS they won't have access to so um, that's going to be the challenge with these players is actually finding an org um, an organization that's going to take them and sacrifice being able to put a team through the major put them through ECS um, you know put them through these leagues that are outside of ESL, ESL, because at the moment ESL is the only ones that have unbanned them. Valve still has them banned, and everybody else um, who banned them in the first place, which is every major organizer, has uh, not lifted these bans yet. So that's going to be the big challenge. Um, supposedly, there have been rumors coming from, I believe it was Steel or Days, one of those two, um, claiming that they've had um, at least three organizations reach out to them. So it does look like people are interested. There's organizations that are willing to give up the major uh, potential, give up the ECS potential, and actually take these teams and just focus strictly on ESL events, which isn't a terrible thing if you think about it. 
you know, you have ESL New York, um, you have IEM Katowice, you have IEM Oakland, um, ESL One Cologne, which isn't the major anymore, so they will be able to participate in that. And then you have what else do you have? You have the ESL Pro League if they can make it into EPL. They I assume they're gonna have to start in open unless they can find two players with EPL spots. Um and they go over to that organization. Um, one possibility could be energy um, with the two players. Holding on to two players there. Not sure exactly which ones it would be. But we could take um, Days, Swag, and AZK and put them into the energy lineup instead of three of their players. Probably minus Daps. Um, who else is in that team? Is Fugly still in that team? I don't even know. That's such a small team, such a team that I just don't even pay attention to. I can pull it up right now, but that's one of the potentials that has been discussed on Reddit. Um, yeah, Daps, Fugly, uh, Peter, Breezy, and A and J. Um, so I think what we've seen uh, potentially is actually even dropping four of those players, keeping Breezy, and then bringing in, I think, Foxy? FX, um, is it FOXY? I don't know. But they have had some, you know, offers from players from organizations, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I know another possibility was Ethan, so we'll see what actually happens with this. We're going to have to wait, give it a few months, and, you know, I'd say at least three or four months we're going to see where these players are maybe you know six at the latest six months latest we're definitely going to be seeing these players at least brax um sam and uh steel in there so swag days and steel we're going to be seeing those his name is josh we're going to be seeing those at least those three players in teams and it's gonna we're gonna it's gonna have to wait and see how azk ends up whether he makes it in the overwatch league or if he's going to come back to Counter-Strike and compete in CSGO again. So that is really going to be interesting there. Um, even this could potentially spark, I already talked about with the potential of ener energy. Um, even, you know, we got Optic, who dropped out of the major early. Liquid's not doing well. Energy's never done well. We got Splice. We got all these teams in NA, with Cloud9 being the only one who are actually doing well right now. We could see a major North American shuffle with the addition of these three players to the talent pool, um, to the available talent. So there is a whole lot of potential for these players to end up going somewhere, and potentially even four players if AZK ends up coming back. So a whole bunch of potential, a whole lot to look at in the coming tournaments. Um, so we got the CIS shuffle coming up, the potential Virtus Pro collapse, and then the big big eye by power on ban is probably going to spark a shuffle in the north american scene and hopefully that is sooner than later so we have some more content to talk about but yeah that's basically what's going on right now in counter-strike um guys i'm gonna stop rambling that's gonna be it for the news today that is what's going on in the counter-strike scene my name has been brennan wright thank you everybody who listened if you would like to listen more make sure you subscribe to the playlist to this podcast wherever you're listening to whether that's itunes google 
directly on our website or on SoundCloud, check out our website, GmaniacEsports.com. That's G-A-M-A-N-I-A-C esports.com. If you guys want to see the show notes from this podcast, make sure to head over to GamaniacEsports.com slash ep1. Again, that's GamaniacEsports.com slash ep1.